Hello, and welcome to Firefly's new podcast on the modern learning experience. My name is David, and I'm a former teacher and current learning consultant with Firefly. I'm joined today by Vanessa, one of my colleagues who helped us organize a series of roadshows last month. Yeah, so we had the Firefly roadshows last month, and we took this opportunity to talk with schools about the modern learning experience through roundtables and interviews. Um, So that's why you'll hear some chatter in the background. Now, the modern learning experience isn't just about technology, it's really about personalization and potential. Now, that said, we did talk a lot about technology and its role in schools with teachers during the road shows. Because it's now such a staple, the big question is, what do you do with it? In this podcast, we want to draw attention to two major themes that came out of our discussions with schools. The first one is managing personal devices and BYOD strategies. And the second one is how schools can help students develop digital skills for their futures, both personally and professionally. Last count I could find, 85% of UK secondary students had a device of their own. Additionally, one in three students ages 8 to 11 also had a mobile device. With this in mind, I wanted to ask our school leaders a little bit about how they're making policies to respond. The senior school have their uh, bring your own device policy, so the children are allowed to bring in their devices to lessons. So if they prefer typing up notes or using their iPad to record notes, then they don't have, they can do that. So our, our policy um, moved from a bring your own uh, to ban. Uh, so the ban is any place out of a classroom at the moment. Um, and if it's seen out of a classroom, then it's confiscated. Um, but that's very recent. That's three months old now. Okay. How's the reaction to that been on for students? Um, I'm not sure it's enforced as rigorously as it could be. Um, I suspect they find places in the school that are quiet and behave as they ever would. Um, I think there was disbelief at first, but but when they realised that it was an inconsequential rule, they uh, said, "All right, we'll get on." Yeah. yeah. What about parents? What's their response been? Um, I don't think they were that bothered. I think they. I think the only thing that they're interested in is that they can contact their child whenever they need um, so I think if there was a, a move to have devices fully out of school then we would then we would get some stuff uh, some parent response but uh, I suspect that because it hasn't impacted their ability to communicate directly with their child then they're not that interested yeah. one aspect of this discussion is all about safety and respect. I'm sure you've talked about it with your school staff and you heard that in the answers. But it's more complicated than just keeping tabs on it. We also asked interviewees a little bit about how their schools are trying to make the most of these devices that students have. I think to lay down a rule that obviously don't be disrespectful and use them within lessons. Pay attention to your teacher purely out of respect and you need to concentrate on your lessons. But the current rule here is to leave them in your lockers. 
I think it's one that's very difficult to answer in any in any real way. Um, I think that most of the proposed solutions around it, pupils are easily able to circumvent. Um, so obviously, one way would be to have them all registered on the school Wi-Fi and have any places where they could potentially misbehave blocked. But obviously, how do you stop them from from not being connected to the school Wi-Fi and behaving as they always would? Uh, you can't lock them in Faraday cages, although yeah. it's tempting. Um, so, I mean, I suppose I would favour a full ban of phones uh, and have a school-issued device, which which will only work on the school Wi-Fi. Right. And then, in my opinion, you have the best of both worlds. Parents can contact via the school, which I would say is the appropriate way of doing things, um, and you have full and complete control over more or less what they're doing and, and what they're seeing and what they're saying to each other. Certainly down in the primary area, not. I don't know too much about higher up the school, but e-safety is seen as the computing teacher's job, the ICT teacher's job, whereas actually I think it's really important, certainly when they're getting around that year five, six, seven, eight, where social media is becoming, actually it's really important that their form teachers and all the other teachers are aware of these issues, so it's not just seen as I've got an IT problem, it's an e-safety problem, therefore I go to the IT teacher. It's Actually, we all need to be much more aware of it in general. I think it's, it's a constant challenge of how we manage that. I think you either go one or two ways, is that I know there are schools around us who say, if you have your phone out, it's confiscated. So at any point, it's going to be confiscated yeah. because it's a distraction within learning and lessons and that's yeah. it. And I think we took a view, certainly the head take took a view, is that they should be in your bag unless you ask. They're allowed to use them at okay. break lunch. Yeah. We've put a BYOD network in for students. For many of our students who don't have great Wi-Fi or access at home, this is the time they can actually do their updates. So, I'm sure you probably found yourself nodding along to one or more of the opinions in the interviews. And I think that represents this wide diversity that we have right now in how schools are trying to handle it as they go in real time. I don't really think that there's a right or wrong way to go about it, but I do think schools stand a better chance if they're willing to be proactive and meet it head on. This actually segues really well into our next section because we also asked teachers and school leaders a bit about how they're trying to prepare students for use of technology, both personally and professionally. Every pupil and every member of staff has got an iPad. Uh, so iPads are used in quite a lot of lessons. So whether that's uh, doing presentations, doing research, um, a lot of them are using uh, other apps like Quizlet. So they're doing online quizzes. Um, they're also using uh, videoing for uh, like the PE assessments. So you know it's getting them using different skills. So it's a uh, broad range of skills. So uh, rather than just doing like PowerPoints, it's like okay, well we're going to do um, you know video editing, uh, video. So you, you're producing everything yourself rather than getting somebody else to do it. It's making sure that we can. A student will always be better by the time they're in year 10 or 11 on their own tech and their own phone being able to use it and if they can access their learning faster. Yeah. Um, in the primary school sector we've, we've 
over the past few years we've brought in I think we've got 50 Chromebooks now um, so and they're used really widely throughout lessons not just the computer lessons so um, we're as part of our new curriculum the first sort of half a term in every single year group from reception up to year nine is looking at IT skills so how to yeah so how to you know how to use well we use Google so it's Google Docs Sheets things um, again when they get to year four or five how to use Firefly we're um, we're looking at developing, working with the PSET department so that when we teach e-safety, it's not just seen as a computing thing, it's seen as a, you know, part of a whole school effort. So, you know, then we taught part of the e-safety in PSHG and then part of the e-safety in computing, so we've got that crossover. Um, Talking to schools, I think my favorite part was that it wasn't just about specific courses or particular skills. It wasn't just about teaching robotics or coding or even just providing students with familiarity on basic programs. It was about the big picture, how technology was going to help students reach their full potential, both personally and professionally, after school. Previously, it just used to be, you know, um, being proficient with Microsoft Office. That's that's what people used to think. But now, uh, you go to university and in any other business, and they expect you to have, you know, a broad knowledge of, you know, uh, IT skills. So it's just, you know, preparing them for, you know, if they go out somewhere, they can turn around and go, oh, well, I learnt this at school, you know. Year nine, they don't have to do IT or computing anymore because if they don't choose it for GCSE, so by the end of year nine, we want our children to be able to, have, to for us, I suppose, to say that we've been able to, that we've taught the children the skills they need. Because obviously, moving into GCSE college, university, it's been a long time since I've been there, but you know, a lot of uh, your. Um, your dissertations, your projects, they're all computer-based. You've got to be able to research online. You've got to be able to... It's not just, you know, going to the library and looking through books anymore. It's, you know, and really it's probably our duty to make sure that when children stop, if they don't want to continue down their computing path, that they've got the skills necessary in the wider education sense. Looking back on my own experience, I think my experience as a student was pretty common to people that grew up in the 90s and early 2000s. I learned a few basic computing skills and when I got older I learned a little bit about how to do online research, but that was about it. When I moved into teaching, I found that the landscape had entirely changed. Working in both technology poor as well as in technology rich environments, I saw the transformative potential that technology can have for the classroom whether that's traditional subjects or that's the ability to offer new subjects like coding or robotics. Um, so yes, there are challenges with that. And you know, I think the interviews today really showed um, how schools are trying to answer those questions and respond to those challenges. I think it's worth it if schools are willing to be proactive and take a lead in the conversation. How are your schools engaging with technology? Please do get in touch with us uh, using hi at fireflylearning.com and we'll aim to answer any of your questions. We look forward to hearing from you and thanks for listening.